Look here, if you will, please, in chapter number nine and at verse number six. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Brother Barry came and shared me something this morning that Robin had shared in their Sunday school class. We've just gone through the time of Thanksgiving. Of course, as believers, we live every day of our life thanking the Lord. But he shared with me something she'd shared with the class. And it was a very powerful statement. If this morning when you awoke, all you had left was what you thanked him for yesterday, what would you have? We ought to be thankful people. Learn to be thankful for God's goodness to us and for his blessings on us. I want to ask you to bow with me for prayer now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray now the Holy Spirit of God would breathe on our hearts this morning. Our Father, how we thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. Our Father, we pray God the Holy Ghost would speak peace to the hearts of so many families in our church fellowship, our extended church family, that God, that you would, Lord, speak peace to those who have loved ones who've gone on to be with you. And our Father, this morning, there are many who are sick and who have special needs. Lord, we ask this morning that, God, you'd bless your niece's brother-in-law's mother. God, we don't know all the circumstance, but, God, we pray that, God, that you would touch her. And I pray, God, that, Lord, you'd intervene there. We pray for our church family, many who are not able to be here this morning because of illness. We pray, God, your blessing on them. And our Father, in this building this morning, in the vast radio audience and internet audience, Know thou, our Father, there are many, our Father, who have no peace this morning. Not only those who are lost, but God, many of God's people, our Father, in states of turmoil because of all types of problems. And I pray, God, the Holy Spirit this morning would speak to our hearts in a very special way. I pray, blessed Holy Ghost of God, that God, that you'd speak to the heart of those here in the building who may not know Christ, that they might find rest and peace in him. And for those who are saints of God, our Father, and many of our church family carry very heavy burdens. And I pray, God, that you'd speak peace to them. God, I pray, God, that you'd minister to hearts this morning. Give me that anointing that'll make the difference. Thank you, Lord, for all the wonderful singing already. And I pray, God, now you'd anoint your word in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm interested this morning in one the last little phrase is identifies the Lord. This is one of the birth announcements of our Lord. There's another one back in chapter number seven. And as Jimmy said, this takes place some 700 years before Christ was ever born, sends out the birth announcement. And he's called in that last little phrase, the Prince of Peace. While this has been such a wonderful time of thanksgiving and praise and good time of fellowship with all of our choir and everything on Tuesday night at the community Thanksgiving service. And, and uh, we had great services last week on Sunday morning and Sunday night. And uh, I think the 16 were baptized last Sunday night. We just, I just enjoyed the day so wonderfully. There have been almost, it seemed like every day, trouble and tragedy ever since then. And even prior to that among our church family and people in the community. So many things that would cause people's hearts to be at 
uh, not at rest and, and, and disturbed. And yet God is a God of peace. And I thank the Lord for that. I want to inject this right here. Amidst all of the turmoil that was going on and the things that were going on and the problems and the difficulties uh, at our house and other places and, and uh, bearing the weight of the death of so many good friends and, and all those things. I got a phone call at about 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night, I believe it was, uh, from a man down in Vero Beach, Florida. And uh, he shared with me that he had picked up one of our CDs, already putting out some Christmas CDs, Christ Emmanuel, and from back in chapter number seven of Isaiah. And he had trusted the Lord Jesus Christ. And he shared with me how he'd picked it up out of curiosity and had listened to it the last few days. And then on that night, I believe Friday night, he had asked the Lord Jesus Christ to come in his heart and save him. And he, he said, I hate to call you so late, but I was just so excited I had to call somebody. And here's the wonderful thing about it that thrilled my heart so much. He said, for eight years now, I've been a Jehovah Witness. And he said, I've just learned that Jesus Christ is God. Hallelujah for the glory of God. I thank the Lord for that. That blessed my heart. And boy, I thank God for that. Jesus Christ was God incarnate in human flesh. Emmanuel. Notice, if you will, he is the Prince of Peace. First of all, I think about the problem regarding peace. There is just simply the daily grind that you live in. The Bible said in these last days, men's hearts will fail them for fear. And that's true. People are afraid of the economy. They're afraid of their future. People have lost jobs and homes and everything else. Uh, there's a, a fear of world turmoil, a political, a political scene terrorism and all those things. There's just a state of fear worldwide. Men's hearts failing them for fear. There's no peace, the Bible said, for the ungodly. They're like the waves tossed up. And there's just that daily routine and daily grind that you go through. Peace is, is, is a fleeting thing and it can be lost in a matter of moments. It can be lost with one phone call. It can be lost with one missed turn of a car wheel. Peace can be flee from your heart and from your family. It, it's an, a, a, a fleeting thing. But listen, the, the problems of daily grind and then the, the disasters that have been worldwide. You think about it. You and I have been so blessed in this area right here within just a mile of us. There are people who today still don't have a home. Just a few months ago, they lost everything they had. I remember seeing one family standing and a husband and wife and weeping. And, and she said, she said, the thing about it is she said that, that here in just a matter of seconds, a matter of seconds, we lost everything we worked for for 42 years. That's a, that's a devastation. That's an awful thing to lose everything you work for all of your life in a matter of seconds, 42 years, and it's all gone. And we've been blessed and God's been good to us. But across this nation, around the world, so much devastation. Oh, listen, peace can flee because of de devastation and then disease. So many of our church family and friends and, and every day we hear of people who are going through battles with, with disease. Some of them are terminal. Some of them are just long-term battles that they, they don't seem to have any relief from. And disease strikes bodies uh, and, and so many families uh, that you know and I know have, have lost peace because of that. I mean, that's, that, that everything was going good and then all of a sudden a diagnosis came they didn't expect. And, and it was a long-term battle. 
Oh, listen, you think about the things that happen around us, not only disease and not only the devastation, the daily grind, but then there is that idea of, of death. It's impending and everything's going good and everybody's happy. Everything's fine. And all of a sudden, tragically, death invades a home. Never expected that. Never expected that to come. Where do you find peace in a time like that? Well, he came to be the Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. And I'll say to you this morning that you'll not find peace anywhere in this world except in the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you listen to Dave Ramsey uh, from time to time on the radio, may be familiar with his financial peace uh, 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 programs and all those things. And he, he is a financial advisor, or I guess. And then at the close of his program, he always says this, that I want to remind you that there will be no peace until you walk daily with the Prince of Peace. And my dear friend, the only way to find peace in this world is to find it walking with the Prince of Peace. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. That leads me to say not only about the problem of peace, but the wonderful possibility of peace. Look over in John chapter 16 and verse number 33. In John chapter 16, verse 33, our Lord is talking about his departure. He's talking about the descent of the Holy Spirit of God and so on. But notice what he says in chapter number 16. And he gives us this wonderful passage of scripture in, in, in the book of Luke. I'm sorry, John, Gospel of John, Gospel of John. Let me turn over quickly. I was in the wrong book myself. The Gospel of John chapter 16 and look at verse number 33 and listen to what our wonderful Lord says in this passage of scripture. In chapter 16, he says this in verse number 33. For those of me and you, behold, he said, uh, he said, these things have I spoken unto you that you might have peace in the world. You shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Here's that possibility of peace. He said, in the world you will have tribulation. So the problems that I've just described, the daily problems and the disease and the devastation and the destruction and, and, and the dangers that you face every day and the impending death, those things are going to be there. You don't need to be surprised because they are going to be there. He said, you're going to have those things. You're not immune from them because you're Christian. But he said there's a possibility of peace. Notice what he said in the passage of scripture. These things have I spoken. These things have I spoken unto you that you might have peace. I've, as I studied and looked over this passage of scripture, I was reminded that peace is not contingent on your circumstance. It doesn't depend on what's going on around you. It is not de dependent on your material blessings. In fact, he did not say that my blessings on you, my gifts to you will bring you peace. God has been so very good to us. And I trust that you have gone through this time and will continue to live with a heart of gratitude and recognize that everything uh, that's in your life, God, the Holy Ghost of God has blessed you with it. And thank the Lord for that. But his blessings do not come from simple physical or financial blessings on your life. He's been good to us and we'll always praise him. But that's not what really gives us peace. It is his spoken word that gives us peace. 
These things have I spoken unto you. Because right now, many of you are living in, 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 in kind of like a, a, a little capsule of, of just blessing. I mean, everything's going well. You, you hear of people all around you who've had sudden death and disease and devastation and all those things. And you, you, you say, God's been so very good to me. I never will forget Brother G.P. Benson over on the porch in the old building. One morning as I was coming in, I was speaking. GP was standing like he always did and some other guys standing around. And I said, I said, good morning and God's good. And, and somebody said, you know, the Lord's been so good to me. He's blessed me with so many things. He said, he's a great God. And GP Benson, just, just like that, he said, you know what? If he hadn't ever blessed us with anything, he'd still be a great God. And that's where the peace is at. The peace isn't from what we've got or even what God's given us. And we realize that God did that. It's not the fact that we're insulated against physical problems or spiritual problems or, or financial problems. Because they're going to come your way. You're going to have them. You mark it down. You can be right in the perfect will of God and everything you have today be gone tomorrow still in the perfect will of God. But the peace of God will come to your heart through his truth, the spoken word of God. He can speak peace. Remember the story of of when the disciples were on the ship and waves were tossing to and fro and he came walking them in the water. And, and, he, and Peter walked out on the water. The Bible says that Peter began to sink and he lifted him up and he got in the ship and then it became perfect calm. You know what? That's a wonderful picture. I, I, as I went through that study that one time, it I dawned on me that he did not calm the storm until they had walked safely back to the ship. And I wondered why, if knowing that Peter was afraid because of the boisterous sea and knowing that Peter was sinking and, and, and crying out for help, fear and, and, and everything, why didn't he just go ahead and calm it first and then go back to the boat? And God spoke to my heart, I believe, and he said this, because he wanted Peter to understand that when everything is not perfect and when the waves are rolling and everything's devastation, he can still have peace. As long as he's walking with the Prince of Peace. And I'm glad, my dear friend, no matter what comes your way or what goes, happens in your life, you can still have peace as long as you walk with the Prince of Peace. And that leads me to say this. Not only is there a promise and a possibility of peace, but there is a provider of that peace. I've already said it. It comes through the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 15, verse 33, that he is the God of all peace. It says in Second Thessalonians that in chapter 3 and verse 16 that he is the Lord of peace. And Paul prays for the church at Thessalonica there. And he says that the Lord of peace grants you peace always by all means with his own presence. And that's what the truth is. That in all means, in every situation, always, in every situation, by all means, he'll give you peace by himself. He's with you. If he's with you, you can have peace. He'll give you that peace of God that passes all understanding. He knows the future. I don't know the future. He has all ability. I don't have any ability. He's omniscient, knows everything, understands everything. And as long as I'm with him, everything's all right. He's called in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 33. He's called the author of peace. He's the creator of peace. That's, he spoke peace and created peace. And he is the giver of peace. He's the only giver of peace. Peace. He's the only one who can give you real peace in your heart. And then the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4, it says this. 
He is our peace. You see, it's not what he does for us that is our peace. He is our peace. And as long as he's with you, and when he's with you, you can have that peace of God that passeth all understanding. He has peace for us. There's a pattern of peace in the Bible. Let me give it to you just quickly. There's a pattern of peace. In the book of Romans, chapter 5 and verse 1, and just write these down, if you will, for the sake of time. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1, it says, We now have peace with God through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is that peace with God. You see, there be no peace, any other kind of peace, until you find peace with God. The Bible says that we have to be reconciled with Him. It means that we have to come in line with Him. We have to surrender to Him. We have to yield to Him. A lot of times when I'm trying to talk to people about the Lord and talk about other things, they want to talk about every other situation in the world except that. They want to raise every question about everything except the matter of salvation in life. But the truth be known, when somebody believes on the Lord Jesus Christ and receives Him as Savior, they have peace with God. You can never have any peace Never have any peace until you've got peace with him. That only comes through the shed blood of Christ. You must be born again. You must be saved. I wish you could be at my house. And, and now every day, I'm at literally every day, a phone call, an email, or a letter of somebody across America who said, I've tried everything in the world. I've done this and I've done that and I've done the other. But the other day I picked up a CD of the Highway Shepherd and I listened and I received Christ and I now have peace for the very first time in all of my life. I'm telling you, the only way to find peace is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God. You see, you've got to be born again. You've got to know him as your Savior. So if you're here this morning in the building or or in, in, in the radio audience or internet audience, the only way to ever have real peace in your heart is to first of all find peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Be reconciled to Him because He's died for you, gave His life for you, and you can be born again by, by receiving the Lord Jesus Christ and you have peace with God. But then there's another step in the pattern of peace. It's in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. And it says, Paul prays about the peace of God. The peace of God. In Philippians chapter 4, he talks about the peace of of God. Here's the pattern. It's got to be peace with God first. You've got to be his child. You've got to be born again. And then out of that relationship comes the peace of God. And that peace of God is given to you in all of your tribulation, in all your circumstances. Philippians says, be anxious for nothing, for nothing. Don't worry about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, make your request known to God and the peace of God will keep your minds and heart. You're going to have problems. You're going to have things that on the surface would naturally cause you anxiety. He said, don't be anxious. And he said, in the world, you will have tribulation. Now, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised and don't say, God, why? Why did this happen to my family? Why did this happen to me? He's already told you it's going to come. It's already going to happen. It's coming your way. But God, in all of that, will give you peace. The peace of God. In those difficult times, that's the pattern. Peace with God, and then comes the peace of God. And in Romans chapter 1 and verse 7, he said this, There is a peace 
from God. Now, when you got saved, you had peace with God. That means you're no longer an alien, no longer a stranger. You become his child. And the matter of sin, so far as judgment, is settled. There's therefore no condemnation then in Christ Jesus. You have peace with God. And then in all your tribulation, you can have the peace of God. But in Romans chapter 1, verse 7, it says this, there is peace from God, which tells me this, that there's like the song Regina sings about new grace. There's new peace. There's a new peace. And what happened yesterday and the problems of yesterday, he carried you through. But today there'll be new peace. He'll send you that. He'll give you what you need for the hour. There's a peace of God that he gives to you. He'll, it's a gift of God. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. But it just comes to us like everything else through his marvelous grace. He'll give you that peace. There's a gift of peace and it comes from God. And then the, the fourth step in the pattern is this. In the book of First Peter chapter 1 and verse 2, Paul says that your peace can be multiplied. Can be multiplied. Oh, you think about that. I have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. I have the peace of God in all of my circumstances. He gives me special peace for special circumstances. But then beyond that, when my problems get more, my peace gets multiplied. You're going to have more difficulties and more problems as time goes on. Somebody said the other day, best thing about being old is waking up and figuring out which part hurts that morning. That's, ex- that's the exciting thing about it. I mean, something's going to hurt. You're just trying to figure out which one it's going to be. And as you get older, you're going to have more problems. But listen, your peace can be multiplied. When all the problems come, you say, Brother Billy, the whole world's caved in on me. They're coming so fast. There's so many problems. I'm telling you, he can multiply that peace as well. He'll multiply it for you, give you greater peace than you've ever known. We're facing a dark hour in our nation, but there's a peace of God that passes all understanding that's available to the children of God. You can have that peace of God. These things have us spoken that you might have peace. To have that subtleness in your heart, regardless of what's going on, there's going to be sweet peace in your life. Have you got it? You can have it. You're worried about the future. He'll give you peace as you need it. Live today. Focus on today. Trust him today. And he'll give you the peace you need for today. And God, he'll, and he'll give you grace and peace later for what you need on that day. Will you bow your heads in prayer this morning? He is the Prince of Peace. As a pastor, in all of these years, I... I have seen so many homes just torn asunder, lives just devastated. And I'll be honest with you, I do not have the answers. There are so many things that have happened in friends of mine's lives, close friends at churches, and I don't have the answers for them. I don't have any idea why things happen. The Bible said the Lord said our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways, not his ways. As, as, as the heavens are higher than earth, so is his, his thoughts and ours. I don't understand it all. But I can tell you this beyond any shadow of a doubt. That he loves you. Now that love never changes. He loves you with an everlasting love. And he wants to bless you. And he wants to give you good. But see, most of the time we always equate his blessings with material 
or physical or financial things. But one of the greatest blessings of the Lord is in all of your tribulation that he could give you peace. He could give you that peace that passeth all understanding. I don't understand it, Brother Billy. I prayed and prayed and prayed and and God didn't hear my prayer. He didn't heal me. Didn't heal my mama. Didn't heal my daddy. Well, the answer to the prayer may have not been deliverance. It may have been peace. He can speak sweet peace to your soul. And I'd say to you today, if you're here in the building or in the radio audience or internet audience, there's a peace of God available to you. These things have spoken to you that you might have peace. You can have peace. You'll never have peace until you have peace with God. And that only comes through the shed blood of Christ. Right now, right where you are in the building, in the radio audience, internet audience, would you right now bow your head and in simple faith believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and receive him as your Savior and Lord? Call on him. The Bible said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you where you are, wherever you are, you can be saved right now. He's where you are in the ministry of the Holy Spirit of God, dealing with your heart, convicting you of your sin, showing you the need of a Savior. And he wants to come in. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open the door, how do you open the door? You open the door by faith and say, dear Lord Jesus, come in. Save me right now.